Dude, I'm falling apart. Once you get married, man, your body just is like, well, that's it. We don't need to fix him anymore. Nothing left to impress. Voice shot. Eye pink. Body tired. So that's what I got going on. I'll tell you all about why my eye is fucked up here in a second. It's a great grand story. There'll be laughs. There'll be tears. You'll have everything. How's everyone doing? Better than me, I hope. Okay, great. Good. Let's see what the brand's up to. Dude, she posted a thirst trap. Was it like a couple days ago? Dress that was showing side boob and under boob. Woo! Brand eye. That means there's a boy, I think. I think that means there's a boy and that she's trying to uh, dangle the carrot for his carrot, if you will. Let's see what she's up to. Wing a wing a wong. Hello. Hello. I can't see you. Oh, that's because that's on. You scared someone spying on you? That's right. <laughs> Are you? No, but it's a it's a camera that like the little thing turns down, so might as yeah, well. Yeah, because you think people are spying on you. Yeah, because what if I'm over here watching some Pornhub, cranking one out, and someone somehow hacks in, and there's video of me just badgering the witness. You whack, do that? Whacking some pud, feeding the pigeons, you know? You you do that at that chair? No, actually, I do not. Blech. No. Ew, what are you drinking? Ew! No, this is maca tea, not an ad, but so good. I talked about it before. It's like wheatgrass and caffeine. I think it's good for me. I don't know. It looks like absolute garbage. Well, it's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. You should try it. I'm serious. That's fascinating. It looks like someone puked into that glass and you're drinking it. Yeah, but it's wheatgrass, so it's green. <laughs> Nasty. And listen, I need all the things that can help my body out that there are in the world because my body is falling apart. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. I got a sore throat. <gasps> Don't know why. Allergies. I don't have a stuffed nose. I'm not. The seasons are changing. I'm not sick. I just have a sore throat. I guess I'm glad there aren't other things, but like at least throw me some like stuffed up nose or like a cough. No, no, no. It's just a sore throat, which is very confusing. So you would rather be sicker. I just don't know what this is. It's allergies. But I don't have allergies. I think you probably do. I just don't know. I just think that my body is revolting against itself. I don't know. And then the other thing, you can't tell, but your boy's got pink eye right now. I can tell. Can you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got the pink eye. I, I was thinking you were just maybe a little sleepy no. or something. This one. So what, you like wiped your ass and touched your eye or what? Yeah. I mean, that's we all learned that from <laughs> Knocked Up. Yeah. That you get it by getting fecal matter in your ocular duct. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? I know exactly how I got it, by the way. Oh, I can't wait for this. Like 100% know exactly how I got fecal matter in my eye socket. <laughs> and I, I, I know the moment it happened, when it happened, I thought to myself, well, that's pink eye. No way. 100%. Okay. <laughs> Come along with me, YFTers, on a journey of pink eye. So for some reason, I have been tasked with the picking up of the dog shit and getting rid of it and all this. That's my job. Somehow, like I thought that that would be a tag team effort, but no, no, no. No. Sarah does not, does not do that. <laughs> so we have a trash can on the side of the house, right? And so I go poop a scoop, and then I fill up the trash can with the poop. And then after like three weeks, it's just full of shit, right? That's disgusting. Why do you wait three weeks? Well, what I don't know how long. It just depends. <sighs> three weeks just baking in that California sun. Oh, my God. <clears throat> The, the smell over there, good. If you try to rob us from that side of the house, good luck, guy. So anyway, so then I go get the trash can that we put out on the side of the road, and I wheel it over there because it's the mm -hmm. bag is too heavy for me to carry over. Two gigantic dogs, which, by the way, my, Sarah wants to get another dog, and I'm like, no. What's well, one more? It's 15 more pounds of shit I got to fucking deal with. <laughs> So I have to go get the trash can that we put on the side of the road. And I had to wheel it over to the side of the house and then I get them next to each other. And then I got to lift it up, you know, and like it's like the worst Santa sack ever. And I throw it over, get it in there. And then, you know, then I have to put a new bag in the trash can on the side of the house. And so we have the extra trash bags like kind of on the bottom of the, the trash barrel, you know. And mm -hmm. then so you just pull the new one out. Well, Little did I know that there was a hole in the old one, which was dripping Ooh. like shit fecal matter all Ew. over the, oh, the new bags, right? So I get the bag 
a new one out, and you know, you have to do that thing where you go, whoosh, you know, you have to like whip it and fill it up with air, you know. Uh huh. So uh-huh, I do I that. Whip it out, right? And a mist of shit particles fills the air and descends down upon me, snows down upon me as if it were a winter eve all over my body and face and ocular cavity. And when it happened, I was like, oh, that's the noise I made. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's the noise I made. And in my mind, I go, that's pink eye right there, no. 100%. And then I was like, got to go take a shower now because I got fecal mist all over me. I went and took a shower, did nothing, apparently. And then that happened, I guess, three days ago. Two days ago, we went to a wedding, and I was at the wedding, and I was like, my eye is like got some goop in it. I don't know what's going on, you know? Like, I got the goopy. I got the goop eye. And I was like, man, I just got something in there, you know, or whatever. And then I woke up. Then we went to bed, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and I got the crust, just the thick crust over the eye. I'm like, I can't see out of this thing. I need an eye patch. You know, I got to go to the Minute Clinic. Mm -hmm. Go to the Minute Clinic. First of all, um, so they're like, hey, what are you here for? I say, I got pink eye. And they're like, how do you know? I was like, oh, I've had it before. And fucking, I, I walked through a shit mist. So pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> so they're like, all right, well, we'll be with you in a second or whatever. So then the nurse comes. She weighs me. She ah. takes my blood pressure. Let me tell you ah. something. I'm not here to feel already shittier about my body and about, about my life right now. You know? I don't need to know that my blood pressure is high and I don't need to know that I'm about five pounds overweight, all right? What I need you to do is I need you to give me the eye drops to get rid of the pink eye, okay? Because I'm about mm-hmm. to go out on my honeymoon and there's nothing sexier Ooh, than male pink right. eye. Well, it's so contagious. So contagious. Can't get close to my wife. I'm surprised she's sleeping in the same bed as you. 100%. She keeps on trying to give me hugs. I'm like, no, I got the pink oh. eye. We went over to our next door neighbors the other day and they're like, just come over. I was like, I got pink eye. And they're like, just come over. And I'm like, no, I was very contagious. So I sat like 20 feet away from everyone else that was in like having like a great time. I'm like, what's that? What was that joke? Oh, good joke. I'm going to be over here. Fucking, I'm like a leper over here. Yeah. It sucks. Well, damn. So I got a sore throat. Don't know why. Got the pink eye. Do know why. Okay, and I'm about to go on a you know a very long flight to the tropical Oof. locales for my honeymoon, and like everything's just falling apart. I was like, maybe I got COVID, you know? Like maybe this is I finally got it. Uh huh. No. No. Don't got it. <laughs> just breaking down. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that you posted a thirst trap recently. Did I? Kinda. Was it the thirst trap? Kind of, because it was, it was the picture of you in Vegas, I guess, with the, with a dress that was showing not only side boob, <laughs> middle boob, and under boob. There was a lot um, of boob to be shown. That was Miami. Oh, it was Miami. Of course. I, was, you... uh, I was trying to, like, advertise for my Vegas show this weekend. Yeah. Because the club has sent me no promo assets, which I'm upset about. Annoying. I'm not packing a whole lot, you know, like itty bitty titty committee. I'm right here. You know, I know Sarah's in that club too. I'm yeah. like in the club. It's like great club. You know, you think wearing something like that, like no one's really going to give a shit because you don't have any tits. Yeah. So people love it no matter what. Oh, yeah. The people, the people love it. Guys love all sides of the boob. Top boob. Yeah. Under boob. Side boob. I guess so. Boob boob. Nip boob. If you show them any part of the boob. Double, They're down. Double tap. Yeah, I guess so. So like that party. That was in Miami, like, what, two weekends ago? And that party was hosted by Maxim Magazine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sexy, right? Like, so I was thinking, oh, it's going to be, like, a sexy pool party. And, like, I don't really dress that sexy, to tell you the truth. I dress like a boy, you know? Yeah. It's kind of my thing. But I was like, fuck, it's like Maxim. I got to I gotta try to be sexy here. I got to yeah. do something. I got to, like, bring something, you know, to this party. And so I got that dress. And it was a big hit, I got to say. Big hit. And that dress only cost me, like, 40 bucks on sale. Really? Oh, that's nice. A little sale action? A little sale action. I love a sale. Well, you look good. Was it a good show? Is is Vegas this week? Vegas, yes. This uh, this Saturday, I am playing. So it's iHeart Weekend. Yeah. iHeart Festival is going on this weekend, which is super cool. Um, and I'll be playing at Daylight Beach Club. I believe that's at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Sounds right. I don't have a time yet, but it'll be like afternoon probably. Or I would say around like three-ish. So if you find yourself in Vegas this Saturday and want to come uh, to a pool party, I'll be, you know, throwing down the hits. Do you play requests? No. No. But people come and ask you and you're like, yeah, 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 sure. And then you don't um, do it. It kind of depends on on the thing. I, people don't do it a lot at day clubs or night clubs. Okay. But like private events, people love to think they can make requests. I'm gotcha. like, no, you yeah. cannot. 
What if they make a request that you're going to play? Then do you like bump it up in the list? Uh, if I'm feeling it, yeah. I mean, or if it's a cute boy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or like sometimes people will be like, can you play Dua Lipa? Which is fine because I, you know, if I get to at least pick the song, that makes me feel like I still have some power. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's just annoying when people make requests. You're like, listen, let me do what they're paying me to do. Let me play the, the music I know is great and you're going to have a great time. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You know how like Blake's signature song is Let It Go from the Disney movie Frozen? <laughs> do you have a signature song? He's going to kill us because we're the reason that's his signature song. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's got to have a signature, I suppose. Everyone's got to. You know, do you got one? A signature song. I mean, listen. You, it's got to be a Miley no, song, No right? shame in, in my like family game. Yeah. I always usually start my sets with Party in the USA and I yeah. end it with a really sick remix of Old Town Road. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like those are probably probably mine. Um, I also have a section usually in all my sets where I like to do like an ode to the early 2000s, you know, where I'll play like Ludacris, Fergie, Kesha, just like some really sick like uh, throwback remixes and stuff. And it's really, really fun. Snoop Dogg, you know, yeah, all the classics. I love that. It's fun. Have you done like a full on Gen Z show yet? Everyone was very young. (sighs) I don't think so. Because most of the places I play are 21 and up. Yeah, you know? that's, that's a thing. So, so I, that's a good thing. In the next five years, though, like your your like millennium set that you do is going to have to go away. I know. Because they're going to be like, we're not, we're, we don't know who 50 Cent is. We don't know who Literally. Luda is. Who's Lil they're John? Gonna, they're going to be like, can can you play that that uh, white T-shirt Billie Eilish song from TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be the request. Can you can you play that oldie from um, Harry Styles' first band, One Direction, please? <laughs> that's when that's when you go, oh, well, I'm going to go kill myself now. And that's when I retire. And that's when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't retire. Should we start the show? Oh, yeah. We should start. Is it you or me? I think it's me. Go for it. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with? Wells and Brandy coming at you live. Not really, actually. Couple days pre live. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Listen, we're going to start with my favorite thing right now. And that is my new show, Best in Dough, is out now on Hulu. At least the first three episodes are. I saw that this morning. Yep. Very proud of it. I'm very critical of my work always. I find no faults in this show. I think it's so fun. It's funny. It's easy to watch. It's not like we're not going to solve world problems or anything like that. But it's not mean-spirited. It's just people making pizza and a bunch of people eating it and enjoying it. And my only warning is it's going to make you want to eat pizza, which is... Oh, a good or a bad thing, depending upon your current blood sugar mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes this morning. The first oh, episode, wow. the first, well, they're only 30 minutes long. It's not going to like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. it's easy. The first episode, we have three grandmas from Italy, nonas from Italy, and mm-hmm. they're the fucking funniest people I've ever seen in my entire life. There's this one grandma named Nonalina who doesn't listen to any of us. Well, I'm like, you have to make <laughs> you have to make this like weird cupcake pizza. And she goes, no, I'm not making that. And we're like, no, you have to make it. And she's like, no, I'm going to make what I want to make. And we're like, 
all right, never mind. Constantly are like threatening to slap us. Like they're just the most amazing old grandmas and their pizza was so good. And then I was watching uh, episode two, which is like pizza influencers, which is like a total thing, you know, like TikTokers and Instagram people who like go on pizza tours and like make pizza and all that stuff, you know? That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And so they're really funny because they're super competitive and obviously like very comfortable with cameras around because mm-hmm. they're they're influencers, you know? So yeah, anyways, watch the first three episodes on Hulu. Even if like, here's my thing. I really don't give a shit if you watch the show. All I give a shit about is that you turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> and then you can walk away. I don't care. Turn it on, go on a walk, do whatever you want. I really do think that you're going to like it. I'm going to watch it. Watch it. Watch the first- I'm going to. Yeah. But yeah, it's on Hulu. It's called Best in Dough. It's hosted by yours truly. If you like are having a hard time finding it, which you shouldn't, but if you are- no, it pops you can... right up. Yeah. It's... I looked this morning. On Hulu? Yeah, on the Hulu app. I pulled her up. Yeah. So it's three episodes are out now, and then what? One comes out a week? No, then three episodes next week. Oh. And then four episodes on the final week. Oh, interesting schedule. That's what, I mean, That's kind of what they're, go- they're going with now. Like- huh. Because we were with, um, we went to, uh, we were hanging out with Steve Levitan, who was the was one of the creators of Modern Family. And he's got a new show out on Hulu called Reboot with mm. Keegan Michael Key and Paul Reiser. It looks awesome, and so I was like, I was like, what is your release schedule? And it was like, well, it's kind of weird. We're doing two, and the, you know, the first week is two episodes, and then you know, it's, so that's. I think this is the new model. Instead of like letting people binge everything all at once, they're like, we need to kind of stretch this out a little bit. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, best in dough. It's it's fun. I just go we use watch one episode and then um and then just tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also Wive Tears, please go watch it. I really need I really need a season two. You know, this is gonna be an expensive <laughs> year. Let's be fair. Expensive year. I mean I got I gotta pay for all this pink eye med meds. Ew. You know? So much pink eye meds. Blech. We didn't talk Bachelor at last week because we recorded before it happened. We can still talk about last week. Yeah. Which everyone hated it. I don't know if I needed a live watch party for that. No, we didn't. We didn't need it. I don't even know why we thought we did. No. Like the fact that this is stretched out over two weeks is so stupid. Well, I have a theory on it. You want to hear my theory? Love to. Well, the show effectively is over, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's only one guy left for both of them. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't supposed to be the case. Like, there was supposed to be, you know, like their, like the, the women's hometown and all that kind of stuff. You know, the meeting of Neil Lane and all that kind of setting the stakes for multiple guys, deciding if they're going to be engaged. A lot of those acts are gone because the show went the way it did. So I wonder if they're like, we have to do 20 episodes or however many it is. We only got 18. We got to stretch it out somehow. We'll do a live show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I can see it. I will say that the Avon. Avon. That was the weirdest breakup ever. Yeah. She's like smiling at the end. I know. It's. I, I saw a lot of people post about that. Oh, really? I didn't know. I mean, I, I just thought that was like, that was an odd thing of like, she was mad at him like the week before. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know, I want to get engaged, <laughs> and then and then they break up, and she was like happy, you know? Yeah, it was really weird, because the actual breakup. I mean, she cried a lot. Yeah. she was absolutely hysterical, which kind of made me think that she was going to pick him. Really? Yeah, even though I think like, I don't know, she's got this weird thing with Tino that I just don't understand that no one understands. Yeah. Um, but she just was a lot more upset about the Avon breakup than I thought she would be. But yeah. then you're right. Then she was like smiling after. So it was just odd. Yeah, it was Zach who last week was like, you know, when the cameras are off, like things are a little different. Uh huh. And I wonder if we got like a glimpse of that in that moment when she was like kind of giddy and happy and like kind of like bouncing off after she got dumped or dumped him. Well, I don't even know who did what there. I'm confused. I agree. I think like just my whole take on like both of these girls on this season is and every and I mean, you know, this is not breaking news. Like everyone's saying this online, too. It's like these girls are chasing an, a ring and an engagement more than they're chasing an actual connection with somebody. It's like that's all they fucking care about. And I get it. That's the show, whatever. But it just is not coming off great to me. They're just not doing a good job of of uh, I don't know. 
well, love doing it. <laughs> one, one should precede the other. If you find yourself a genuine, honest, amazing connection, you will want to get engaged. Mm-hmm. One, because what a great ending to a story that you get to I have. Know. You get to have your entire love story be on iTunes for the rest of your life. Yeah. Your grandchildren can all watch this. So if you truly do find that connection, you want to get there because what an amazing ending to a story. You also get a free ring out of the deal. There are some perks to wanting no, to. No, for sure. But but I, I understand what you're saying. It's like cart before the horse thing. They're more interested yes. in the end. They're more interested no. in the destination than they are in the journey. Yes. And I think- like, like Rachel's friends straight up tell, is it Avon? Rachel's leaving here engaged. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. she's not leaving without a ring on her finger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, even her friends knew that. They were like, she's leaving here engaged and that's that. Like- yeah. That's all they care about, I feel. Yeah, it's funny, too. I'm trying to think of, like, the successful relationships that we've had from the show. Uh, like, Clayton didn't leave engaged, and they're still together, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. uh, Ari got engaged the wrong person, and he's still with, yep. you know, Lauren. Like, So, I yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe the mission statement needs to change a little bit. You don't have to get engaged at the end. You should want to mm-hmm. just because there are some great perks that come with it, you know? For sure. But I think I think it's too much pressure. Yeah. Especially on the guys. And I'm sorry, like, the times are changing. Yeah. <laughs> I think The Bachelor and Bachelorette need to kind of change with it and stop, like, making – especially the women feel like they're failures if they yeah. don't – if no one proposes because that's not the way it should be. True. And, yeah, we're all getting married later. I mean, shit, I'm almost 40 years old. I just got married. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like – I and I feel like – it was the perfect time for me to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. the, all these kids are 25, you know, 26, 27. Um, yeah. I think that that's why Paradise is the most successful. Is, is because... Less pressure. Yeah, it's like, you, know, you guys can leave together if you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of yeah. people do, and they're, and they're successful relationships. And then there are some people who are like, no, I want I want the love story. And they're like, all right, let's wheel in fucking Neil Lane real quick. Yeah. And, you know, you get to have that cool moment uh, on the beach at the end. Totally. Maybe the way that you do it is like Jesse kind of opens up the show with the lead and be like, listen, all we want for you is happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, great if you get engaged, but we just want you to like find your person. Take all of that pressure off of like you assuming that you're a failure if you don't get engaged or like you're unlovable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the case. If it's supposed to be a microcosm of real life, then yeah, 25 year old men are going to be a little apprehensive to get engaged. Yeah. Also, I think there need to be some changes in the casting process because all these men are garbage that are like breaking up with girls to go on the show. I'm talking about Eric now. You know, all this stuff has come out about his ex like revealing text messages where he literally like tells her he's just going on the show so he can do something different with his life and like wants to stay with her and like all this. Have you seen all this? I don't know. I I don't really. It's like the same. We've heard this story so many times. Like, all right, casting. Can we get references for these dudes from here on out? Like, I need a solid three references for each guy. I need three women to come forward and say, like, I'm friends with this guy and he's a good dude. That's what I need. Background checks are pretty rigorous, but it's more. That's like checking if you've, like, committed a crime or, like, been to a mental institution. (laughs) I know, but can you imagine, like, you know, if if it. So the way it works is they have a giant pool and then at the end, like. You fly out to L.A. with like 100 dudes, I think, is what I what I did. And then they or maybe it was 50 dudes. And then they cut that down to 25. And then that's the 25 that end up going on the show. So can you imagine trying to get references from three different girlfriends from 50 dudes? Fine, two, two girls. Not. Yeah. Like we need some references. I'm sorry we do. Fine. Pick your 50 guys. Sure, they have 50 guys, but you know that they've got like a top 10 at least of like, we know these 10 are going. Yeah. Vet the top 10. Make sure there's at least 10 decent guys going on the show. I know. Gone are the days of guys like me who I asked three of my exes if it was okay if I went on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's long gone. Why did I do that? (laughs) Why did you do that? Because for that exact reason, I was terrified if one of them would be like, fuck you. I think that the experiment of two bachelorettes, I'm glad it was done. Mm. Because sometimes you need to know something doesn't work so you won't try it again. That's true. And I don't think it works. No, it does not. It's just too fragmented. 
the attention span of the normal human right now is is about 15 seconds. That's how long yeah. our Instagram stories are. Mm-hmm. So, But now you're like, okay, we're going to have a two-hour episode, and you need to focus on not one but two relationships. I honestly think we're too stupid for it. <laughs> we can't keep it together. Yeah. What do you think about, because everyone's now saying that Zach's going to be the Bachelor. I would love that. I love Zach. He's very young. But other than that, I think he's great. He just seems so dull. Oh, I think he's sweet. And like you say, it doesn't matter who the lead is. It's the girls that that make the TV show. No, but it's like watching paint dry with that guy. I I don't know. I don't think he's that bad. I think he's better. I think he's a better choice than some of the others. Yeah. I think this TV show, I feel like I've seen Zach grow in the sense of like being comfortable speaking his feelings and and like like in the beginning of the season he didn't really say a whole lot and wasn't very descriptive with like talking about how he feels, but as it's gone on, I think like being put in the situation there at the end with fantasy suites, like he was able to really like speak his mind and speak his feelings. And I think that helped him like grow. And I actually think that he's going to go in, if he is the bachelor, I think he's going to go into it being prepped really well. It sucks that he had to get through all that, but like, I think it prepped him well to be the bachelor and have to like have hard conversations and talk about hard things and things that are uncomfortable, you know? Do you think he's hot enough and interesting enough and dynamic enough to warrant 30 beautiful women vying for him. because I mean, the thing is, none of these dudes are that hot. They're all pretty average. And I think this is the problem that we've been running into with the show because you have to do something to the audience. You have to convince the audience that this is justifiable, that this is happening. JoJo is a good example. She was... Gorgeous. Interesting. Fun. Funny. You know, and it was like... I, I remember, one, I was there and... I experienced it, but I remember watching it back being like, yeah, this makes sense that like all these guys would be like going crazy for this for this woman. I'm asking you as a woman, like, is Zach that guy that like everyone's like, fuck, I would do anything to date that guy? No, but I I mean, think of the last several bachelors like to me, they're all just kind of average, like good. They seem like good dudes, sweet guys. But, like, pretty average. I don't know. I just... My thing is, is I don't know how much Tyler Cameron costs, but get it done. But get it done. Whatever it costs, get it done. Because I think that America would be like, yep, okay, got it. 100%. But Tyler Cameron... Tyler Cameron does not need The Bachelor. He does not need to be The Bachelor. He's doing just fine. Is he, though? Yeah. What is he doing? I don't know, but he seems just fine. Okay, well... Although I did see him on Raya a few weeks ago, but he does seem just fine. Yeah. Listen, it needs to be something like someone like that where you're like, yeah. Or remember, remember Peter from a couple seasons ago? The, Everyone's the, talking about Peter right now. The who have kind of gray Peter hair. Krause. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Everyone's not, talking. Everyone's saying they wish he was the bachelor. So I'm like, are they talking to? I see. saw Becca, Becca Tilly say that. I saw Caitlin Bristow just had him on her podcast. I'm like, are they talking to Peter Cross about being the bachelor? Maybe. I'm I'm here for it. I met him. He's a super nice guy. He Very nice. Com- I've also seen him on Raya recently, so I know he's single. I love it. Do you have it? Who else has been on Raya that you can? They say, you know, you say you're single if you're on Raya. Let's be honest. Everyone's garbage, and half those people are probably dating other people, but yeah. yeah. It's true. All right. Is that enough uh, bachelor talk? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Paradise is coming out next week. and That's exciting. It'll be fun. I think it'll be a return to some normalcy for a lot of Bachelor Nation to be like, ah, here we are again, back in Sayulita with the stupid shit that's happening and the hot people running around in bathing suits and black boxes and all that stuff. So, yeah. And I know, because I went there, the season's successful. I'm excited. People, yeah. people get together. Love that. Love that a lot. Yeah. Well, you got some favorite things, bro, or what? I think so, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you uh, caught up on House of the Dragon? No, I haven't watched um, this last episode. You're killing me. We're recording this on Monday. It came out last night. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it last night. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I was like, I was like waiting. Sundays, I just wait around all day just waiting for it to come out. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's what I didn't know. And okay. I'm upset. I'm upset because now I'm attached. So these young girls that play... Young Allison and young Rhaenyra. Yeah. This is their last episode. Did yeah, you know gonna, that? Yeah, they're going to time jump. I know that. Oh, I'm devastated. Well, they can always go back. Yeah, I don't know if they will. Not this season, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. So crazy. So anyway, that was like a bomb dropped on me. Now that I talk about House of uh, House of the Dragon so much, my phone's listening to me and my Facebook ads, it's just all they are are these like articles about the show. So I've been seeing later. It's like borderline spoilers. I'm like, can you not Facebook? Yeah. You know? Do you want to hear what I heard? Oh, don't ruin anything. No, I, no, this isn't about this show. 
So I heard that there's a rumor because they're gonna make more Game of Thrones, right? Like uh-huh. this this is pre you know the original series, and then they're gonna do a post uh, original mm-hmm. series. And I heard they were thinking about bringing Khaleesi back, and when Khaleesi gets stabbed and dies, mm-hmm. the dragon you know flies off with her. Mm-hmm. And the theory is the dragon takes her to the Red Witch, ah. who can you know bring people back to life. Right. Interesting. I saw, and I don't know, I didn't fact check it, but I saw something pop up that said they're doing a whole series just based on Jon Snow. Yeah, I could see that. That Kit, that Kit Harrington is currently filming is what it said. Yeah. They've got so much TV they can make with this. Like, mm-hmm. once you once you build the world, you can just do any, yeah, you know, like, you can just do anything. Marvel, almost. Exactly. You know? I wish you had seen last night's episode because I'm I'm like a little confused Okay. But I guess I can't talk about it. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. Um, I don't really care. You can talk about it. But you don't, you're not going to like know what to say because you haven't seen it is a thing. So we might have to wait till next week. But okay. um, but my my, my my boy, my hottie, hottie knight, Sir Kristen or Kristoff or whatever the hell his name is, mm-hmm. does something fucking crazy and I'm confused by it. I just like don't, I mean, I understand he's upset because Rhaenyra is having to marry some other guy and he... He like really ballsy, man. He like approaches her and he's like, let's run away together. And he has this whole plan. And I think like you can see in his precious eyes that he actually thinks that there's a chance she's going to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to give up the crown and run away with you, which is just, you know, so naive of him. Obviously, she's not going to give up her her throne, but he's upset and he does something at this wedding. And I'm just like, damn, like, really? We needed to, to do that? Like, I didn't know we were that unhinged, you know? Mm hmm. It's pretty crazy. So I'm, I, I'm going to wait for you to watch it. And maybe next week we can have a little chit-chat about it. All right. I mean, love makes you do crazy things. I mean, it's pretty fun. But, like, it's crazy and there's also, like, nothing to gain from it. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. You watch it. You let me know. But yeah. I'm, I'm a little – it happened and I was like, what the fuck? What? Well, I do love that show. Uh, and, you know, I was wrong. And I will admit when I'm wrong because I was originally saying that I didn't like House of the Dragon – and I did like the Lord of the Rings more. And I feel like that's flip-flopping now for me. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I still do like Lord of the Rings. I think that, unfortunately, Prime is handcuffed by a lot of legalities mm. that they can't like do really cool storylines because they don't own the rights to the Similarian or whatever. But Game of Thrones is just so great. So great. Game of Thrones is like $30 million an episode to make. That's fucking crazy. And the... Lord of the Rings is the new leader of the clubhouse, like $55 million an episode. You're joking. No. Where does that money come from? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I don't get it. I have a favorite iPhone hack for you all out there right now. Did you get the new phone? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. Yeah, I don't know. Is it great? I got the purple one. It's that's purple, cool. so that's all I really care about. It's purple. Your aura is purple. purple. The camera lenses on the back are gigantic. They're yeah. way bigger. Yeah, you getting great pics out of it. I mean, I mean, I haven't really had time to mess with it. The new home screen situation where you can like customize and personalize your home screen is pretty great. Like it's it's pretty cool. You can like customize like all the stuff. You probably can't see it, but it has like my calendar on the left side. So like I always see like what I have coming up that day. And then I have the weather on the right side because I always have to keep track of the weather because of the horses. But you can personalize it with like other things. And there's obviously a lot more you can do that I haven't learned yet because you've got to watch fucking TikTok tutorials these days to learn these days to learn anything. So TBD on what else. But overall, like I'm thrilled with the upgrade. Okay. Well, back to my iPhone app. Okay. Okay. So you know when you take a screenshot. And you can like draw on the the picture, you know? Yeah, and then you hold it down so that it perfects it. Oh, you knew about this? I learned about it on TikTok. Last Dude, week. same with me. Okay, so everyone out there right now, it, take a screenshot. And then, you know, when you draw like a circle and it looks like fucking like a three year old with a crayon drew it. If you draw the circle and then you just hold your finger down on like at the end of the circle, it makes a perfect circle. And then, same for like arrows, you can draw an arrow. And then it'll make a perfect arrow or like a, a box and any shape. And it makes it look, I've been using this feature for, and not even, like, don't need to. And sending the people, just waiting for them to be like, what the fuck did you do that? How'd you do it? What are you, a wizard? What, you got a stylist over there? It's my new favorite thing. I it nice. love it. I don't think you need the new phone. I think it's just the update. Yeah. So, you know, you can now hold down like. If, there, if there's like this picture and you hold down on yourself in the picture, yeah. it'll copy it as like a sticker. 
and you can paste it into like an Instagram story or another photo or something. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very fun. I love that. I watched a movie that I really enjoyed, actually. What movie? Do Revenge. Oh, I haven't heard of that. You haven't? Mm-mm. I mean, it is the most Gen Z shit ever. I will say, like, I feel old now, but I enjoyed it because it was definitely an ode to Mean Girls and Cruel Intentions, both of which I think are great films. Great films. The cast is insane, actually. Camila Mendez, who's in Riverdale. Mm -hmm. Maya Hawke, who's in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Alicia Bowe, who's in 13 Reasons Why. Mm, I never saw that. Jonathan Davis, who's in Outer Banks. Sophie Turner, who's in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, the cast is insane. It's like all these like up-and-comers or whatnot. And the story's fun. So the tag is, Dre and Eleanor agree to go after one another's bullies. Do revenge. So it's it's a take on Strangers on a Train. That, that It's like an old film. Sarah was telling me all about it. So, I don't know. It's effectively like, it's two people who have want to enact revenge on someone else, but they can't do it because then it'll be obvious that they're the ones who did it. So the the other does it for them and vice versa, right? Got it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. You know, it's it's all these high school kids who are like rich. It's like clueless. Where like they they all go to like some school that everyone's just filthy rich or very much like Cruel Intentions. Even Sarah Michelle Geller is in it as the principal. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. It's fun. Good twist. The acting's great. And highly recommend. What's it on? Netflix. Netflix. I'll watch that. That sounds great. I don't think you're a fan of this show, but you know, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I know it's back. Yeah. You don't love that show, do you? No, I read the book and I didn't really love the book. And everyone loved it. I watched the first season and I was like, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Sarah Um, loves it though. You what? Sarah loves it. So I'm wrong. The acting is just phenomenal. Elizabeth Moss, and she directs so much of it too, which is very cool. They, I think it's two episodes that are out, and it's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, the last season ended, spoiler alert, I haven't seen the last season. You know, they, it ends with them killing Fred, which is fucking crazy. Uh-huh. So now his wife is pregnant with his kid, I guess. I'm still kind of waiting for like the other shoe to drop there. And I'm just like, is that his kid or did she do something sketch? Like, I don't know. Okay, so the guy, the like good looking guy that's like the Canadian, he's like the representation uh, representation for like Canada with all the negotiations with Gilead and he's just like always there. And like she and him have had this like weird thing for the past season or two, I'm telling you, like some sexual tension or something's going on between these two. I've always thought it. So I'm like, man, is there something sketch? Like, is it going to come out that it's his kid or maybe it is Fred's kid, but like they're going to get together and still great. And uh, they've teased that June is going to go back to Gilead for Hannah. seems like and then a bunch of the other handmaids that have escaped are going back to go after aunt lydia who is the actual devil so yeah still great all right i've got a least favorite thing okay there's a show on netflix called devil in ohio oh i've like passed by this when i've scrolled yeah it's obviously you know it's it's relatively popular on on netflix i watched the first three episodes in the plane the other day and it didn't do it for me but here's the thing so it's Emily Deschanel, who's Zoe Deschanel's sister, who was in the show mm. Bones. I don't know if you remember okay. that. When a psychiatrist shelters a mysterious cult escapee, her world is turned upside down as the girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. Devil in Ohio. So, I mean, it's creepy. Like, this girl's, like, part of a devil cult, and, like, you don't know if she's, like, you know the antichrist or whatnot it's just kind of like not the best acting i think it's a little like lifetimey i wish it was a little like darker mm. and you know what i'm saying so anyways mm-hmm. i think you kind of pass on devil in ohio okay yeah it hasn't really grasped me when i've scrolled by it yeah are you caught up on the patient the steve Carell show yes i think so it's it was starting to lose me a little have you gotten to the part where he brings in the guy that he wants to kill no Oh, yeah. Well, it gets better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was starting to lose me there for a second. Yeah, so. like the stakes get raised again because the you know the guy that he wants to kill that he's hired Steve Carell to like kind of convince him not to kill. Uh-huh. All of a sudden shows up blindfolded chained to the wall in this in, you know, in the room uh-huh. next door and Okay. All of a sudden Steve's like, "Fuck. I'm, I'm going to die too. I'm going to die." Okay. That show's great. 
I don't even know if we've done this one, but I got sent a Craigslist ad that like okay. needs to be read on the show. I think okay. we might have done it before, but I'm huh. not sure. It's an ad to sell a 1999 Toyota Corolla. Oh. And this is the ad. The 1999 Toyota Corolla. Let's talk about features. Bluetooth. Nope. Sunroof. Nope. Fancy wheels. Nope. Rear view camera? Nope. But it's got a transparent rear window, and you have a fucking neck that you can turn. Let me tell you a story. One day, my Corolla started making a strange sound. I didn't give a shit, and I ignored it. It went away. The end. <laughs> you could take the engine out of this car, drop it off the Golden Gate Bridge, fish it out of the water a thousand years later, put it in the trunk of a car, fill the gas tank with Nutella, turn the key, and this puppy would fucking start right up. This car will outlive you. It will outlive your children. Things this car is old enough to do. Vote? Yes. Consent to sex? Yes. Rent a car? It is a car. This car's got history. It's seen some shit. People have done straight things in this car. People have done gay things in this car. <laughs> it's not going to judge you like a fucking Volkswagen would. <laughs> Interesting facts. This car's exterior color is gray, but its interior color is gray. In the owner's manual, oil is listed as quote-unquote optional. <laughs> when this car was unveiled at the 1998 Detroit Auto Show, it caused all 2,000 attendees to spontaneously yawn. The resulting abrupt change in air pressure inside the building caused a partial collapse of the roof. Four people died. The event is chronicled in the documentary, Bored to Death, the story of the 1999 Toyota Corolla. If you want to know more, great. I had my car fill out a Facebook survey. Favorite food, spaghetti. Favorite TV show, Alf. Favorite band, tie between Bush and the Jim Blossoms. This car is as practical as a Roth IRA. It's as middle of the road as your grandpa during his last silver alert. <laughs> It's as utilitarian as a member of a church whose scripture is based entirely on water bills. Mm -hmm. When I ran the Carfax for this car, I got back a single piece of paper that said, it's a Corolla. It's fine. Let's face the facts. This car isn't going to win any beauty contests, but neither are you. Stop lying to yourself and stop lying to your wife. This isn't the car you want. It's the car you deserve. The fucking 1999 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Where did you find that? I don't, I don't know. Fucking the internet. What do you mean? I don't know. Oh god, it's on Instagram. I feel like I feel like you've read something similar in the past, but not that. I think we might have done this one. That's the you? problem with with these with these reviews is that we did all the good ones, and uh, people yeah, want more of them. But it's like, well, we did them, so maybe it's we just did. like we just didn't bring them back. You know? Maybe. I don't know. It's funny. It is pretty great. I'm about. Maybe a quarter of the way through Stephen King's new very large novel, Fairy Tale. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, boy, oh boy, do I love it. I just love Stephen King's writing. Like, for whatever reason, a lot, I, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, he really gets my attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like, because it's very simple writing and like I can, I don't, it's not a lot of big words and I'm not like confused by some of the analogies or whatnot. Um, but, it's so good. And like this is kind of his first foyer, I feel like, into fantasy. Because he's more like thriller and mystery and psychological. And this one, I think it probably will have all those things, but it's very, very fantastical. And I absolutely love it. So um initial reviews of Stephen King's A Fairy Tale. Uh two thumbs up, great for the holiday season. All right. Love it. All right, you got any musacs or anything? I do. What do you got? Young Nikki finally put out her album that she has been working on for years. Yeah. I know you played something of hers recently. Yeah, I played the one with Oh, ben yeah, Gibbard. the Death Cab song. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Um, that one's on here. But I I mean the whole album is phenomenal. But she has a song, it's the very last song on here. It's called Loretta's Song. And it's for my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom that passed away a couple years ago that we were all extremely close to. Um, and I just love it. It's, it's just so good. They know inside my Because where I'm going, he waits for me. So they know. Life's too long for to keep regret, and love's too strong. 
sad. Like, so fucking sad. But Noah's good. just so talented. Uh, anyway, her album's called The Hardest Part. So if you guys haven't listened to it, highly recommend. The whole thing's very good. Her voice sounds phenomenal. Could you ask young Noah if she has ever gotten into Elliot Smith? Yeah, I'll ask. I bet she has. I wonder. She's like the yeah. most Elliot Smith person since Elliot Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> like all sad songs. And I yeah. love Elliot Smith, one of my favorites. So th- that's a compliment. Yeah, I'll ask her. I bet so. And then somebody else that I'm a big, big fan of, Fletcher, dropped uh, a new album. We played Fletcher last week. Did we? Yeah. I love her. The album's called Girl of My Dreams. The whole thing's great. If you like her stuff, you'll like this. I was jamming to Serial Heartbreaker this week. So many girls are my dreams. Cause it's in a whole complicated overlove. I underplay it. Get myself in situations. Different people, different places. Sensitive, but not enough. I'm not the best at breaking up. So I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. Sucker for the fuck me up. I like that. She's great. Got drive and beat. I wonder if we have some favorite things from the YFT years. Should we try to see? Yeah. Emily Elizabeth sent us a voice note. Here's what she had to say. Wells and Brandy. This is Emily here, and I wanted to talk books. So a while ago, a while being maybe a year or two, uh, Wells recommended a book called the savior's champion so good so good love that book but then i also found a book that is kind of similar except it's about a female protagonist becoming a king's assassin kind of similar vibes in the first book but then this one has a whole series behind it and it's called throne of glass and i definitely recommend it it's the same author of the popular book a Court of Thorns and Roses or something. I don't know. She writes a couple different series, but Throne of Glass, ding, ding, ding. All right. Love a, good. Love a good book review. Love. It's so funny. I don't really give a shit if people think that like my TV suggestions are bad or even my music suggestions are bad, but I get very hurt when people are like, that book was not good and you said it was good. <laughs> because, I, because I think that, for whatever reason, like books, I, I think a sign of like your intelligence, you know? Yeah, I And agree. when they're like, that book was stupid and it's basically saying you're stupid, you know? Yeah, fair. Here's Gabby. Let's see what she has to say. Hi, Wells and Brandy. My name is Gabby. Um, I'm from Ohio. Ohio. um, I normally don't do things like this, but you um, do today. Brandy recommended Virgin River as a show to watch, and um, I watched Heart of Dixie, which I loved, and I just finished Virgin River, and oh my god, was it good! And the twist at the end unbelievable i am so shocked and literally can't even even because wow i love the show and um i listen to it every single wednesday oh thank you i have a really hard job and this podcast is what gets me through the middle of the week you guys always joke about how the podcast is terrible and nobody listens to it, but <laughs> true. I've been an avid listener for over a year now, and Aww. my Wednesday's not complete without it. Oh, so it's great. Oh my god. So okay, crazy. bye. I want to know. I what, love the YFT. I know. I want to know what job she has. It's so that's so hard. I know. I know. I mean, you got to have a really hard job if we're the bright light in yeah. your day on <laughs> Wednesdays. <laughs> What are, you, are you like an undertaker? Like what? Are you are you a morgue operator? <laughs> Glad she loves Virgin River. I think it's. I actually think it's better than Heart of Dixie, and I think the eye candy is Chef's Kiss way better. Uh, this is from Christine. One of my favorite things okay. is the show on HBO Max called Industry. Have okay. you guys seen it? No. It is so good. It is basically about a bunch of twenty-something-year-olds who are trying to make it in the industry basically like wall streets um 
British edition. Um, so they have their whole Wall Street and like trading over there. Um, it's these 20 something year olds trying to make it over there in that industry. There's a lot of sex, nice. drugs, Love it. Um, relationships, cool. uh, friendships, yeah. and it just follows a couple of characters. And it's an amazing show. It's a nail biter. Um, but also uh, very interesting and a lot of the stereotypes of that job and career gets pulled out. But yeah, give it a go. It is called Industry on HBO Max. All right. And yeah. She got, she's sent another one. Let's see what this one says. So just wanted to say uh-huh. I love you guys. Aww. I look forward to every Wednesday really? to listen to you guys during my drive to work. <laughs> been listening to you guys from the very beginning keep it up don't ever stop we love hearing your favorite things you guys are both awesome and yeah thank you for bringing some light into my day every week bye blows my mind blows my mind but this has been my favorite part of the whole episode i love hearing from the wife tears guys please send us messages i love hearing from y'all all right here's one more from justine well i need to know Uh your thoughts on the challenge 38 cast um, I would love to hear your thoughts as you got me started into the show. Okay, so I haven't started watching that. I think that's the new one with Johnny Bananas on it. Mm-hmm. I haven't started watching that one, but don't worry. Sarah and I are going to watch that. Let's just see who's on it. I see that Devin and Tori are back. I love that. Love Devin. Devin for the host of that show. I think he's so fucking funny. Oh, Fessy's back! Oh, I love that. He's he's going to get drunk and be a, such a bitch. It's going to be so great. Oh, Nelson's back. I like Nelson. He just seems like an idiot. Jay's back. Oh, yeah. I love Jay. Nanny's back. Love Nanny. Johnny Bananas. I mean, come on. Adisa's back. Jordan's back. Okay. Oh, Darrell is back. Yeah. I, I'm 100% in, in on this. Cannot wait. Challenge 38. That will be great. There we go. Yeah. I didn't get to play a song, but Drew Holcomb's got some new music out, and I love Drew Holcomb. He was actually the guy I used his song for when Sarah and I got engaged in that video with the drone flying. One, just an absolutely wonderful human. And two, I just love his music. So this is a song called Dance With Everybody. And so I guess we could just go out on this. Love it. Um, all right, Brandi. Well, I'm going to be out of town next week. So you and Tish are going to take over. I hope that's okay. We're, we're going to take over once again. Yeah. I hope, hope the wife tears can hang with us for one more. Yeah, sorry. But your boy's got to go on a honeymoon, and I deserve it, you know? You do deserve it, you do. Before this body completely shuts down on me. Yeah. Pink eye, sore throat. <laughs> All right, YFTers, we love you. Thanks so much for listening. You're the best. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. All you cowboys, tricksters, hipsters, trying so hard to be cool. All you dreamers and schemers, thirsty for more. I want to dance with everybody who came through that door. That's a hit, by the way. Mm -hmm. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.